Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Adam Lean. Adam, you are the president and founder of the CFO Project, and you're the host of the P is for Profit podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Josh. So I have a, listen, I'm a huge fan of having a great CFO. And in, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, businesses, you know, so if there's a business owner and you're kind of varying levels, uh, at what levels should you be engaging with someone that can kind of work through numbers with you? Now, I'm going to argue, Adam, and I don't know if you're going to argue against me. I'm going to argue that that's something you probably want to do a lot earlier than than the average business owner is. Uh, that at the very least, you work out a way to have a conversation. At least, you know, kind of get your numbers in order. Even if you're just honestly acting as like a freelancer and you're, you know, hoping to expand just a little bit, uh, it's it's time. It, it, that, that's my argument. Now, would yeah. you are you couldn't possibly argue against that, could you? No, absolutely. I mean, every business owner has to understand their numbers. And that can come in a variety of ways. You can, you can hire a CFO, you can hire other people, you can hire an internal controller, bookkeeper, accountant. At the end of the day, the business owner has to understand their numbers. Here's the problem though. Most business owners don't really understand their numbers. And they think that because they have an accountant or bookkeeper, that the accountant or bookkeeper's job is to help them understand their their numbers. It's not. Your accountant and bookkeeper's job is to record what happened in the past and to make sure you're in compliance for tax purposes. Most bookkeepers and accountants, they're not going to help the business owner. So the fact remains, a business owner has to have somebody that helps them understand the numbers and know what to do every single day in order to improve the, the profit and cash flow in the future. And mm-hmm. I mean, quite simply, that's why businesses, big businesses have CFOs or chief financial officers. The CFO of, of Amazon helps the CEO and other members of leadership to know what's going right and what's going wrong and what to do about it. Well, business, every business needs somebody like that, but most businesses can't afford a CFO. So what, what we've done is we've actually taken the complexity out of this and we have a simple system where we give you a CFO to meet with on a monthly basis and they'll show you what's going right and what's going wrong and what to do about it. And our entire mission is to improve the profitability and cash flow of the business. Wow. Okay. Well, I think you got everyone's attention. So Adam, <laughs> let's, let's take a little bit of history lesson. Uh, where did you come from? Oh, yeah. So I used to be an accountant. I graduated from college in 2005 with an accounting degree, became an accountant in Atlanta and loved where I work, hated being an accountant. <laughs> yeah. uh, because, you know, an accountant, you're, you're recording literally what happened in the past. It was yeah. incredibly boring to me. I wanted to work in the business and, and help the business grow. And, and so in 2006, I started on the side an e-commerce business. And, you know, it, it, there was a lot of... It, 
I would say it's, it was easier to start an e-commerce business in 2006, but there was a lot of challenges too, because it wasn't, it's not as easy as it is today. Um, but then again, back then we didn't have a, that much competition either. Um, and, but, and I should point out, Adam, that, that you were a senior accountant at Six Flags of all places. Yes. Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. I loved where I worked. Yeah. I, I was the only accountant that was ever trained to volunteer to be trained to work on the rot to work uh, in operations on rides during busy days just because I wanted to get out of the office. Yeah. It, it was a fun place to work. I just didn't enjoy being an accountant. Yeah. And so from there, uh, you started, you founded your own company. That's right. Yeah. I mean, while I still had my day job at nights and on the weekends, I, I, uh-huh. I built the, an e-commerce business. Well, by 2008, I was able to leave my day job to focus on my e-commerce business because it was growing so much. I mean, in terms of sales, it was growing like gangbusters. Yeah. Um, but by 2009, 2010, sales were still growing but my profit and cash flow was getting tighter and tighter every single month. I had an accounting background, so I understood what was going on and I was able to, to sort of take steps to fix it. But around the same time frame, I started working with other people that started businesses. They were experiencing the same types of problems. Sales were probably going up, but they just didn't see the money in the bank account. You know, where did it go? So I started helping them understand where it went and it sort of dawned on me, business owners, they, they don't want to deal with the numbers. They didn't get into business to deal with numbers. They got into business because they, they were experts at a craft or experts at a trade. Yeah. But think about it. A plumber who knows plumbing starts a plumbing business. It's not because a, a finance person wakes up one day and says, you know what? I want to start a plumbing business. Right. So most businesses in this country are started by people who are experts at the craft of the business, not numbers. But the fact remains, regardless if you own a plumbing business, a restaurant, a manufacturing plant, a doctor's office, it, it, you still have to do two things. You have to make cash flow. And the number one way to, the, the best way, there's, there's, there's multiple ways to create cash. The best way is to create a profit. So those are the two main focuses, create cash. And to do that, you've got to make a profit. Yeah. So, I mean, this all sounds very ideal. What, what is typically happening? So if a company is like going through some growth, um, why might they experience cash flow issues? Yeah, that's a good question. So, and that's a, that's a common question is that most business owners are seeing all this sales. They're working a lot. Yeah. Their salespeople are selling. They just don't see the money. Um, and, a, and a couple things are happening and, and we'll walk through an example to sort of paint a picture. So let's say it was a, our plumbing example. Somebody owns a plumbing business. They sell a $5,000 job to a restaurant to, to redo their plumbing. Well, they, the, the plumber says, you know, gives the, the restaurant owner an estimate for $5,000. The restaurant owner says, yes, I'll do it. $5,000. And then the plumber gets to work. They, they pay, the plumber has to pay his people to do the job whatever materials and supplies are used to do the job. Let's say that was $2,000 and he's hoping to make a $3,000 profit. Mm-hmm. So he pays his employees. He does, he buys the materials and all that. He spends $2,000. The, the, the client hasn't paid yet. They just agreed to the estimate. So they do the job. They finish the job. The plumber's out for $2,000 because he's already had to pay his people and this and the materials and suppliers. Um, but let's say the restaurant takes 90 days to pay that $5,000 invoice. 
On paper, the plumber's made a $3,000 profit, but in the bank account, he has negative $2,000 because he had to pay his, his labor and, and suppliers. So imagine doing this for 40 jobs a month. Yeah. It just multiplies. Where does that money come from? And what if the restaurant owner goes out of business and never pays that, that $5,000 invoice? Uh, so that's just one example of why you can have be profitable on paper, but never see, never have cash. Hmm. And the opposite needs to happen. You need to have cash, regardless if you have profit, profit in the bank or not. Yeah. And obviously, we want to make a profit, but so where does so does the CFO just provide clarity? Is that the biggest thing? I think the CFO provides three things that helps the business owner understand the numbers. So clarity, yes, understand the numbers, what's going right, what's going wrong. And then the second thing is they just constantly analyze the financial strengths and weaknesses. And this is something that a financially trained person does on behalf of the business. So behind the scenes, we're analyzing, here's, you know, if you, if you change these, this price or if you hire this person or, or increase this or did this, then, you know, you could see an increase. But we're constantly analyzing things on behalf of the business owner. And then the third thing, the most important thing is we propose corrective actions. We help the business owner uh, create a plan to actually fix it, to actually do something that's, that will improve, move the profit and cash flow needle. Because most business owners, they're honestly, they're, they're working too much in the business mm-hmm. and not on the business. That plumber is that person spending their time working in the business, getting sales and filling the sales and managing their team. And they're just fighting fires all day and they're working a lot but they're not saying much for it because they're not working on the business, doing the things that will help improve cash and profit. Yeah. So Adam, I think a lot of folks might say, well, hiring a CFO, that sounds really expensive. And right now I'm a little bit earlier stage in business and I'm not just, I'm just not sure if I have the money to make that investment. You're absolutely right. Most businesses under $5 million in sales don't need a CFO, Mm -hmm. but they need somebody. And so, that's, that's actually where we come in. We're not customized CFOs. We're not virtual or uh, fractional CFOs. We have a very specific system, a four-step system yeah. that we do with each of our clients, which allows us to scale and allows us to charge much, much less. We charge a flat fee per month, and we'll do these same four things for you, but those same four things involve helping you come up with, uh, helping you understand your numbers, analyzing the financial strengths and weaknesses of your business and knowing what to do about it. So we'll do those three main things that a CFO, you know, a big CFO does, mm-hmm. but we'll do them at a, at a, at a price that's reasonable. Um, and we only take on clients who were 99.9% confident that our fee would be dwarfed in comparison to how much additional profit we can help the client get. Yeah. And, Here's an example of that. We started working with a marketing agency about three years ago who was doing about 1.3 million in revenue, but they had a loss that year, quarter of a million dollars. And, and the, the owners were working a lot on increasing sales. They thought sales was the way out of it. And, and sales does cure a lot of problems, <laughs> um, but that wasn't their problem. Once we started working with them, we realized that their, their margins on some of their services were really low. So we had them stop work on set, stop focusing on sales and start working on 
the uh, improving some efficiencies in the margins. And we were able to help the company. I mean, they're still a client. Last year, they did um, about $350,000 $350, in profit. So they went three years ago from a negative 250 to a positive 350. Wow. And largely, they didn't increase sales all that much. Wow. So, I mean, and, and I guarantee you, our, our fee was a tiny, 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 tiny fraction of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's more than just, because I, I think anybody can look at where the money is going each month and say, mm, do we really need to spend that? Mm, do we really need to spend that? So how does the CFO provide more clarity than just like, uh, why are you spending money here? Or, you know, it's, uh, you know, yeah. I, I I guess I want to help someone who's thinking, well, this just sounds obvious. You're just going to ask me, why am I spending this money? And I'm going to justify it. And I can't, if I can't justify it, then we need to cancel it. In, in most cases, we don't even recommend cutting costs. Just oh, think about wow. it. You, if you cut your costs all the way to zero, you're, I mean, what's, <laughs> you're still probably not going to make a profit. So the, the, biggest, the biggest win mm -hmm. for a business is to improve cash flow coming right. into the bank account. Ah. So, and most of the, uh, I mean, of course we want to control expenses obviously, but, uh, and control what's going out, but we want to get more money coming in the bank account. And there's multiple ways to do that. But here's the thing. We, we create a custom scoreboard for our clients. We never show them the income statement or balance sheet. If they want to look at it, they, they, they have access obviously to their books. They can look at it. Most mm -hmm. businesses don't because they're confusing. The, the income statement of the balance sheet, the cash flow statement, they're confusing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Most of the things that a business needs to track aren't even on there. Hmm. Most of the things that a business needs to track to get money in their bank account is not on there. Things like uh, how are you going to get leads? How, what percentage of those leads turn into clients? What percentage yeah. of those clients can you retain each month? What percentage of those uh, clients uh, you know, purchase again? Uh, and how many times do they purchase? All of those things feed into our numbers or, or metrics that we measure, and we help the client build this out. That that measures sales. So be, when you pull up your income statement and say, "Oh, I made three hundred thousand dollars in revenue last month," you know it, that doesn't tell you what what you need to do or how next month's going to shape out. Doesn't even tell you how well you did last month. I mean, it is. I mean, so the financial statements are great for accountants because they need them, but they're not great for business owners. Business owners have to understand their numbers and know what to do to improve profit and cash flow. And so that's why we create this scoreboard. It's an easy to understand report. Yeah. It's color coded, red, green, or yellow. <laughs> what's going right and what's going wrong and what to do about it. So it sounds like, Adam, that you make these, you know, kind of some of the benefits of a, of a, of a CFO accessible. And so, how, you know, is it, is it, what, what kind of pricing do you guys offer? I mean, how does that work? Yeah, so it's a flat fee per month. And we, we don't really advertise the pricing uh, because we like to get on a call with a potential client to make sure it's the right fit. Mm -hmm. um, we it went, literally, we, this, is, this is a relationship business. We have to, you, the client has to like us. We have to like the client and we have to be confident that we can help the client improve their profit and cash flow. So we get on a right fit call and then we'll, we'll most likely offer to do an assessment on their business as it is now so we can see where it's at. And we'll show the client, here's, here's some red flags and you know, opportunities for growth and here's a plan of action that we think you should take. 
then we'll say, all right, based on this, here's what we can do for you, what we're confident we can do for you, and here's how much it'll cost. And, and we practice what we preach. If, if, if you're gonna spend money in your business, regardless, regardless if it's on us, or employees, or marketing, or insurance, or pay rent, it has to provide a return on investment. So we mm -hmm. make sure that happens. And so we'll show you, here's what we think we can do, here's how much it'll cost, what do you think? And then the client just decides if it makes sense. Nice, nice. Awesome. Well, Adam, tell me about uh, the P is for Profit podcast. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, we have, a, we have a podcast called P is for Profit. The idea is that it's called P is for Profit because we want to make profit super simple. <laughs> mm, yeah. And, and, and that's, the, that's the frustrating part with accountants and bookkeepers is, and other finance people is they make, a, they make profit understanding how to get a profit so complicated <laughs> and they talk about things that don't matter to the business owner and 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 they'll they they speak and it's because accountants focus on the financials through the lens of taxes mm. which is great you have to have an accountant to do your taxes if you don't do it yourself um so you have to have an accountant but but they're not their job's not to make things simple i, I wish they would they just yeah. don't they're not trained in that they, and, and quite frankly, most accountants don't understand business either. They understand numbers. I mean, you know, I, I, I went to, I, got an, I have an accounting degree. Um, most people that I got an accounting degree with, I, you know, that I keep in touch with, I mean, they, they know tax law. They know, um, they understand the financials and the journal entries and, and, and all that, that I wouldn't trust them to, to run any, any business. <laughs> I love all the accountants out there listening, uh, but you would probably agree with me. If you're, if you're listening to something like this, you probably understand business enough to know that most accountants don't make it simple. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So as a business yourself, um, tell me about your growth and uh, kind of how you've been able to grow and scale your company. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's a good question. We... We wanted to, you know, we wanted to create, or I wanted to create a, a, a business with a very specific vision. And that was to give business owners, typically smaller business owners, the same type of resources that a big business gets. Mm -hmm. I mean, most business owners in this country, I mean, most, most um, uh, businesses in this country are, uh, are ran by small business owners, small mm -hmm. to medium-sized business owners. Um, According to the Small Business Administration, half of all small businesses never see their fifth birthday. Mm -hmm. they, they just go out of business. I mean, think about it. One out of two businesses will not be here in five years. That's crazy to think about. They need help. And my mission is to help them with an easy and simple way. And so that's really been my goal. Um, and so we've gotten some good, uh, good financially-minded people that have what I call heart of a, of a to, uh, heart of a coach and a heart of a teacher mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, those are, those are, those are CFOs that we certify. They work with our clients and, um, and, and that's the goal. I mean, we want our clients to understand how to improve their profit and cash flow and actually do it. Mm -hmm. And so what does your, or your structure look like? You have a lot of, uh, you have a lot of CFOs as it were that, uh, that take clients through a process. Um, but like, what, what does your company look like? And, and you know, where, where have you kind of taken it to? 
Yeah. So, I mean, it started out with me, uh, do, you know, getting, getting clients and servicing them myself. And then uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, I started hiring other CFOs and getting other CFOs on my team uh, that had the same type of passion. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we still get clients, uh, for, you know, and then we, uh, we assign them to the best CFO that matches that, that company. So for example, we have a, we have a CFO that's an e-commerce expert. So mm-hmm. most e-commerce businesses go to that person. There's somebody else that's a, that's a more of an expert in uh, service-based businesses, like, like heating and air, car mechanic shops, you know, things like that. Uh, we have somebody that, that specializes in that. Um, but, but we all work together as a team. We help each other um, with our clients because uh, we, we want to make sure that we're doing the best job for our client. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, um, you know, in terms of like where people like where, what do you do to grow your business and where do your clients come from? Um, so many different ways, word of mouth referrals, uh, building relationships, uh, and, and getting referrals from those relationships. Uh, I mean, you know, the podcast, um, I mean, there's, there, there's several different ways, but yeah. Okay. And, and I mean, in, in, in terms of like plans for like, do you, do you have to do paid advertising or do you primarily focus on content? I saw obviously yeah. looks like you do great content and you use that as a magnet, but you know, uh, and networking is always nice. Uh, but you know, anything beyond those things? No, <laughs> I, I mean, I would like to, honestly, huh? I think digital marketing, I used to own an e-commerce store, you know, so I did. Yeah. I mean, I would spend, you know, up to some months, $50,000 on Google ads and Facebook ads. I know the power of it, Um, but I'm not there yet. I would love to be. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, but I, but primarily uh, right now focus on network and relationship building and content building. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. You can help me get there. I'd love to talk to you. <laughs> sure. Let's chat. We could, we could probably work something out. <laughs> awesome. Well, Adam, what is the, uh, I see you've got a couple of, uh, or you definitely have one cool freebie. Um, tell me about the video workshop that you offer um, pro bono. Yeah. So uh, the CFO project.com uh, slash uh, video, or if you just go to the CFO project.com, click on how it works. There's the same, goes to the same place. Basically it's just a 20 minute video that shows exactly what we do. Mm-hmm. and how we do it. And then it, in, uh, it gives you an opportunity to schedule a uh, call with me or one of my other CFOs for 20 minutes, just to talk about your business and to see what's going on and see if we may be a good fit. Cause mm-hmm. we're, we're not high pressure people. We only want to work with people that want to work with us. Yeah. And we like, and so if um, it's a good fit, we'll tell you how, what the next steps are and, and, um, and we'll go from there. But yeah, the, the video is the best place to start. The cfoproject.com slash video. Awesome. All right. Well, Adam Lean, again, you're the president and founder of The CFO Project. Again, on the web at thecfoproject.com. You can go to the cfoproject.com slash video. Watch the uh, free video that Adam's talking about. And then, of course, uh, right now in your podcast player, the P is for Profit podcast. And uh, so I think you're up to uh, 20 some 20 some episodes. So congratulations. <laughs> and uh, I still feel nervous when people tell me they've listened to it because it's like, oh, 
It's, not, it's horrible. Oh my gosh. They, listen, they get bad. Don't listen. Whatever you do, do not listen to the early episodes. Well, actually it was different. It was Jennifer who was hosting for quite some time. Uh, but don't, uh, my, the podcast I've been doing the longest is uh, the Savings Angel Show. And uh, so that one, if you go and listen to the first few episodes of that, you're like, oh man, <laughs> how did this guy stick with it? That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Adam, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120 thousand social media fans totally free now can you also hook us up now in your podcast player right now please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review we promise to read it all and take action we believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world your feedback helps us fulfill that mission and while you're at it hit that subscribe button you know why tomorrow that's right seven days a week you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.